0: All right, welcome everyone to another episode of NG Weber. Uh, today is Thursday, April 11th. It's uh, 12 o'clock on, uh, in Mountain Standard Time. Uh, so um, welcome to anyone who, who may join live. Uh, hopefully uh, y- you all are excited as I am. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, PWAs in Angular or progressive web apps. Um, so we'll dive into that in just a minute. Uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Preston Lamb. Um, here's a little bit of information about me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at plambweb, P-L-A-M-W, P-L-A-M-B-W-E-B, sorry about that, and on GitHub at lamb 12 And then my website, uh, you, can, you can find me there at prestonlamb.com. So we'll go ahead and jump right in. So the first thing I want to talk a little bit about today uh, is what is a PWA? Uh, So I went to uh, this link you can see at the bottom, uh, developers.google.com, and uh, they kind of break it down into three parts. They say progressive web apps are user experiences, and they are reliable, fast, and engaging. Um, and they, they say that this new level of quality allows them to earn a place on the user's home screen. So first, reliable, they should load instantly. Um, and uh, even if you don't have a, a network connection um, or a Wi-Fi connection or whatever, uh, it should be able to pull up. So it should work offline. It should be fast um, and respond uh, to user inter- interactions. Um, and then it should be engaging. And so it should feel like a natural app. Um, on on the device. So that's, uh, those are some of the requirements that Google lists in, uh, on their site about what a progressive web app uh, should be. So I was thinking of some of the benefits of a PWA, and what I thought about kind of goes off those uh, points that Google makes is that it should be easy to use. Uh, you should be able to uh, use it um, on your phone as if it was a native app, or even if they use it in a browser and they they don't install it to their phone, it should be natural to use. Um, uh, Another um, benefit is that it does updates in the background for you. Uh, You don't have to go to the Play Store and download updates because uh, the updates are loaded um, in the background for the user. Um, another benefit is that you get one code base so instead of having a code base for your web application a code base for your angular application or sorry for your uh, android application and and one for your ios app you have one code base Uh, it works um, on the next point here it works cross platform uh, so it'll work on android and ios it'll work um, on a desktop browser um, and the user really will see no difference and so uh, from a developer standpoint, I think that's one of the big um, one of the big upsides to it. And then the last point I have here is that it's the same web tools that you as a developer know and love, the things that you work with every day. Uh, you get to continue using them, and so you can determine what your application is going to be, and then you can write the same code for for every user in every situation. And so I think that uh, progressive web apps. Um, I don't know that much about them. I'm just learning about them as well, but I can see where uh, this is a really great place um, that the web is going to and that it will be a really big benefit for uh, for users, for end users going forward. All right, so this is obviously an Angular-centric uh, meetup and, and podcast. So uh, from here on out, we'll talk more about specifically how do we do this in Angular. Uh, so uh, the, first, the first part, you know, just start a new application um, in this demo. I just called it pwa-app. And so we generate that with ng-new. And then after it um, creates the application for us and we change into that directory, then you can run a schematic called uh, that's ng-add and then at angular slash pwa and uh, that schematic will go ahead and install and download and configure some of the, the needed parts of a progressive web app. Uh, so it does a few things here. I have them listed here. The first is it adds a manifest.json to the root of the project uh, that has information about the progressive web app. Um, it adds an, an, a file called ngsw-config.json, and that's the config for the service worker. Um, It adds some default icons that the app will use when it's installed on a user's device. It updates the app.module.ts file and registers a service worker for you. It updates the angular.json file um, and adds the manifest and the service worker config files to the assets list so that it's copied into the build folder. And then it updates the index.html and includes a link uh, to the manifest.json and a meta tag for theme color and then a no script tag in case the user doesn't have JavaScript enabled on on their device. So that's what NGAD does for you. So once you've done that, um, you could just go ahead and, and build and serve your application and it would technically be a progressive web app already. Uh, the one thing about it is that the service worker does not work with ng serve. I'm not 100% sure why I don't know if it's something with the Webpack uh, dev server that they use um, with with the Angular CLI, but that's what the Angular documentation uh, said. So it um, you can't use ng serve for it, but you can uh, do a build and then use something like HTTP server uh, to to serve the built application for you locally and you can see what it looks like so this command here uh, would do that ng build uh give it the dash dash prod for uh, for a production build and then you can use npx or you can globally install http server and um, and then serve that that application and in this case, I specified port eighty eighty for that. All right, so you could do that. You can just go ahead and and serve that application um, as it is right after ng add, but it really wouldn't have anything in there um, because it's just a a default Angular application, and so it does uh, come with a a couple, uh, a little bit of configuration for you in the Angular Service Worker, um, the uh, ngsw-config.json file that we talked about, Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't configure a lot for you, it just kind of does the basics. Um, So when you want to configure that, uh, your progressive web app, when you want to tell the service worker what asset groups um, to to cache and uh, how to cache data that you get from an API, uh, you'll be using um, what, um, at least for Angular, they've called the asset groups and the data groups. And assets are resources that are part of the app that version and update along with the application. And data groups are more like uh, API API calls and, um, and other data that doesn't necessarily um, version along with the application. Um, and you can read more about that at the link there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, so this is a, um, the interface uh, definition for an asset group um, that comes right from, um, from the Angular documentation. Uh, so each asset group, you give it a name um, you specify an install mode and an update mode. Um, those are optional, but um, you, can, you can put those there. And then there's a resources object. Um, and most of the time um, so far, what I've seen is that you would use that files um, attribute there on the resources. Uh, and that is a string array and that um, you can put uh, patterns in there, file patterns in there, and those would be cached as part of this asset group. Um, As for install mode and update mode, um, there's two options, prefetch or lazy. Prefetch means go and get all the assets and cache them up front. And then lazy means get them and cache them when they're requested. Um, And then update mode um, will default to whatever install mode is. Um, And I I think install mode defaults to prefetch for you, if I remember right. Data groups, um, they're... Pretty similar, There there's some similar parts. Um, You give it a name, uh, you give it a string array of URLs that are part of this data group that will be cached. Um, You can put an optional version number if you want. And then the cache config object, uh, you have to have a max size on there, Um, and then a a max age. And then um, the other two are timeout and strategy, and those are optional. Um, But the strategy, freshness, or performance are the two options there. Freshness um, means that it prioritizes making a call and trying to get new data. And then if it doesn't work, then it, after the timeout that you specify there, it will use the cached data for you. And then performance, it will if you specify that as the strategy, it will use the cached data first. So um, I think a lot of times probably um, well, there's going to be uses for both of these. Uh, maybe a, a configuration file that you request for your application. Maybe it doesn't change that much, so you can save for that one to be performance and to use the cached, uh, the cached data for that, um, and then it'll expire. Um, you can set it to expire and, and have it go get a new one every day or every few hours or something like that. Where with API data, you probably want to get the newest first if available. But if your user doesn't have a network, then it can fall back to the cached one. Okay, so uh, th- that's how you do some of the configuration. Uh, the other couple things I want to talk about before we get into, a, uh, into an example is um, how you can uh, how the application you can, when there's an update that needs to be done, how you can prompt the user that a, an update is uh, needs to be done and how you can show a button to prompt the user to install the application. So the um, an update prompt is actually pretty easy. Um, so when your application, um, when you build a, a new version of your application and uh, deploy it uh, and the, a user goes to, the site, if they've already been to the to the website before, it will use all the cached files first, and so it serves it up really nice and quick. And then in the background, it'll go get the new information, and then when they refresh the page again, it'll it'll show the the user the new version of the application. Um, but what you can do um, is you can use this uh, SW Update Service from uh, the Angular Service Worker package. Um, and then, when that update is available, um, okay. you can show a prompt to the user. Um, and when they click on it, then it will just reload the page. So this is just a pretty simple function um, in Angular init, Check if um, if an update if updates are enabled, and then subscribe to that available um, attribute there on update. And when uh, when an, a value is admitted, then you can set a local variable to the to the component to true, and that will show whatever, uh, you know, button or link or whatever you have. Uh, to, it'll show that, and then the user can click on it when they're ready. You could technically here when that happens, you could automatically refresh for them, but maybe they're on a slow connection. So it takes 10 or 15 seconds, let's say, to download the update. And maybe by then they've started filling out a form. And if you automatically refreshed for them, they would lose all that data that they've already entered into the form. And they would be pretty frustrated by that. So I think it's better to show a prompt for them. They could finish filling out the form and then they could um, click update when they're ready. Uh, The install prompt is a little bit more uh, involved. Still not too bad, but um, there's a little bit more with it. Uh, basically, uh, the browser has a before install prompt event that will emit and you want to add an event listener for that. And then when that happens, um, you can see up here uh, it has this um, prompt event equals event in the add event listener. Uh, basically, we're just going to save that for later. And then we're going to show a button. Um, that the user can click on. And then when the user clicks on the button, um, we'll call the dot prompt method on that event that we captured before. Then we'll listen for the result of that. And if they, um, they'll either accept or decline. And then after either one of those, we want to um, set the prompt event to undefined. Um, and then um, i don't have the the code in here, obviously, but we'd also want to hide that button again. Um, the, uh, the mobile browsers will show um, a prompt, um, at least Chrome for sure. By default, it shows a prompt for you saying, asking the user if they want to, um, to install the PWA, but I read that um, if they decline that, it could be uh, kind of a long time until that shows up again. And so, this is a way that if you, um, if they did accidentally push that button, or they, or they pushed it, it's a very easy way that you can you can show the user each time they open it up, um, it'll capture this before install prompt event and ask them, and they can decline it or they can install it, and then they have that option so let's go ahead and uh, switch over to um, a a demonstration here real quick so let me go ahead here and switch we're gonna share vs code here okay so let me zoom in just a little bit hopefully it's easier to see All right, so um, let's look first at um, when we ran the ng-add at Angular slash PWA. It added, for one thing, it added this manifest.json that we talked about. Um, It gives the application a name, um, a short name, uh, theme colors, background colors, the display, um, how how you want to display the app, uh, where it'll start, um, and then different icons down here. Um, Obviously, these icons, you would want to switch with whatever um, logo for your application that you have. Um, And then it has this ngsw-config.json file here. Um, And it sets up, by default, um, a couple of asset groups. Uh, The first one um, here that they named app, um, it says to prefetch this information. And it has the favicon the index.html and all CSS and JS files. And then in this other one um, that has an install mode of lazy but an update mode of prefetch, um, it has all the other assets and fonts and images and all that other type of stuff. So um, those are the two that that it um, defines here for us. Um, if we go to angular.json, it edited this for us and um, it added here, we can see the manifest.json that it added for us um, so that it can be in the build folder. And then um, let's go to the app.module here. Um, it um, imported this service worker m- module right here from Angular slash service worker, and then it registers uh, the service worker um, with that um, with this file here and then enabled is set to production. So that's why in my build command a little while ago that I showed you in the, in the slides, um, it had the ng build dash dash prod because right now it's enabled only if it's in the production environment. Okay, so that's um, the basics of, of what it's done for us. Uh, we can't see in here the icons that it added for us and uh, some of the other stuff, but let's go ahead and continue so um the first thing um i basically at this point uh for the most part i've i've left it the same all this stuff up here is is the same information uh that just is in the app.component.html file when you um, use ng new to build um, a new application Um, so let's open up our terminal here and um We're going to do that ng build. We're going to, oh, sorry, I put a space in there. I didn't want to. So we're going to build that right now. So it'll take just a second there to build. Um, And I'm going to open up another browser tab here that we can. Check this application out in just a second. Sorry, it's going a little bit slow right now. Okay, so now it's built. um, And so we're going to serve um, this this application so i'm going to go grab um actually that build command that we use back here Um, and i'm going to use npx http server i'm going to put it on port um, 8080 um dash c dash one i'm not sure what that flag is uh, but that was in the um, angular docs for this i'm going to tell it um, where the build files are Okay, so now that's ready. Let me switch over to my browser. You can see it's requesting information there. Okay. I'm trying to make this a little bit easier so I don't have to switch back and forth so much. OK, so going to switch here to this screen. All right, I'll zoom in on the code uh, so that we can see a little bit better when, uh, when we go back there. But you can see here um, in this application, um, I'm going to make my screen a little bit um, less I'm going to scale it a little bit more so it's a little bit easier to see. Let's do it a little bit more. Okay. So now, hopefully, that's a little bit easier to see. But um, as you can see here, um, we have um, the... the Progressive web app, um, I am making a call to the Star Wars API just to show some, uh, some people so we can demo how to do uh, an external call. Um, but now uh, that's just basically the default. So now we're gonna come over to um, our HTML file, and we're just gonna start, um, we're just gonna call it V1. We've made a change to it. So we're gonna come into our terminal, And stop the server and uh we're gonna rebuild that hopefully it won't take too long like it did last time but we're going to rebuild that and then um, we're going to come to the network tab over in our browser and we'll see um when we first uh when we first refresh the browser nothing up here will change that v1 will not be here and then we'll see some stuff happen in the network tab where it Updates those um, those assets, and then when we refresh, it'll we'll see the, the change. And so as soon as this is built, um, which it's almost there, then we'll reserve it, and then we'll we'll watch that in the in the bottom there in the network tab. So almost done building. Okay, there we go. Now go ahead and serve this all right so again when i first refresh it's gonna everything's gonna look the same but pay attention to the network tab here so everything's the same and then this popped up at the at the very end and then some more stuff happened so you can see we got a new index.html and this new main.js file as well was downloaded after so now when i refresh we'll see the v1 there and so that's what happens that's the background uh, updating that I was talking about, it'll do that in the background for us. Um, and then also something, um, one of those, uh, points that the, the Google developers site said about, uh, progressive web apps is that it should be, uh, reliable and it should, even if you don't have a network, um, you shouldn't get that, uh, dinosaur saying that, um, there's no network connection. So here in the network tools, we can, um, disconnect from the network so that we can see what the application will look like if somebody didn't have, um, a, an internet connection. And so if we reflect fresh, we can see there were some failed calls down here, but, um, our application, um, still shows the characters don't because we haven't cached those yet. I wanted to go over that part, but the rest of this stuff, it all still works because, um, they were all cached. And so we'll actually go over now to our, uh, I'll just show you this real quick. This is just that a service, like I said, calling the Star Wars API just to get some people, um, and we're going to configure this so that it will cache. So the first thing, uh, these are called data groups, and it's um, an array, and we have objects. We're going to give it a name of Star Wars API. So nothing... Um, You can name it whatever you want, Um, but I just chose, I just chose that. So let me go grab, I already had done this to try and save a little bit of time, but let me grab that information for us. Okay, so um, the URLs is the next one. And it's another array. Oops, I'm struggling with this live coding. All right, so um, HTTPS, um, swapi.co and then we're gonna give it um, some stars. So anything um, under that swapi.co that we call, we're gonna cache that. And then we have our cache config. this is another object um so first i'm gonna say i want the strategy to be freshness so prefer getting it from the network um we'll give it a max size and this is the number of records that will be kept in the cache at a time and then it'll swap them out max age this you know this probably doesn't matter for for the star wars people it's probably not going to um, update very often. So we can say one week and then the timeout, oops, um, this one, uh, again, this is how long it will wait, um, before it uses the cache because, um, if it tries to make a call and and it can't get the information, so we'll get it. We'll give it five seconds. And now we have, we've, uh, We've changed that configuration. So we're going to go ahead and rebuild it. We're going to go ahead and turn this back online here. You can see again um, that we are connected to the Internet again. So we're getting those characters. But as soon as this is built, um, we'll refresh it. It'll update in the background. And then uh, we'll use that new version. And then the characters will cache after that. So. This will be done building in just a second. Oh, I did something wrong here. Oh, not a valid duration. 1w. Okay, well, we'll go with seven days. And then we'll try this again. I remember the the valid ones. I thought that um, like D for days, W for weeks, you could. You could do that, but I know D for days works, so we'll do seven days. Okay, it's just about done building here. Okay, built, and now we will go ahead and serve this new application. And again, keep an eye on the network tab when you'll see the update happen in the background. There's the service worker, and then um, now it's got the new uh, configuration for it, and we're still connected to the internet, you can see. We're going to refresh, so now it's using those new new files. Now we're going to go offline, and we're going to refresh, and you'll see here we have some, again, we have some failing calls because we don't have, um, a connection to the internet, but we still have these characters which we got from uh, an API call. So that's how—that's really how simple it is to to keep that information um, in in a cache um, because of the service worker. So um, the the Angular team has done a really great job about um, providing a simple way to get up and running with a an um, a progressive web app and. They take a lot of that complicated stuff of of, um, configuring the service worker out of it for us. We don't even have to do that. And so I like that. Um, It's really nice that we don't have to do all that stuff on our own. So let's go back over here and we're going to look at our update component. So this um, is what um, I showed in the slides. It's just going to subscribe to this available attribute and when it emits, it's going to set this dot update available equal to true. And if we look at the component here, it's just a paragraph and it says there's a new version of this app available. And then you can click on update now and it will um, just, it just reloads the page. It's nothing, um, nothing real good. So we'll come over here to this component and we'll, um, Put this into this page here. Oops. So, um, just to be explicit, we're going to update our version number up here too, and we're going to rebuild. So, unfortunately, lots of of rebuilding um, in this uh, tutorial, but um, I think it, it's still pretty beneficial to see it. So, basically, all we've done now is added that pwa update component uh, to the app.component.html file and so instead of it updating in the background and us not knowing about it um, we should see um, once the service worker goes and gets those new files and brings them back (coughs) excuse me we should see um, a, a little paragraph pop up and you can style it however you want Um, But it'll pop up and say, hey, there's an update available and then they can click on it and it will refresh the page for them. So as soon as this is done building, it's almost there. Then we will serve our new version. And again, uh, the first time it's probably uh, not going to work because it still has the old um, files on there. Um, So we're actually going to have to do this twice. So now we refresh on our own. There's no new update um, because... Um because the uh, the first update we did, that app component wasn't on there. So back to the to the building again. Um, and once this is done building, then we'll actually be able to see that that paragraph pop up. So it should be done any second here. And um, you know, hopefully, um, at the end of this, um, hopefully, all of this is making sense. But at the end of this presentation, I'll I'll give you some um, links to a couple articles that I wrote that go over this, links to the slides as well. And hopefully, um, it's at least a good starter. I'm about to to build a PWA for work, and so I started learning about this stuff. So I still have a lot of information that I that I need to learn. Um, but um, but what I've I've learned so far has been Has been really cool. So, okay. So when I refresh again, it's going to use the cached version of the application, and then we should see the the paragraph pop up and say that there's an update available for us. So there's the update, and now we see down here there's a new version of this app available, and so I can click update now, and then it updates, and there's no update anymore, so the paragraph is gone. Obviously, you'd want to style that different, uh, maybe make it um, you know, position absolute and um, have the cursor change when they hover over update now or have that be a button or whatever, uh, but that um, it's that simple really to show show the user that there's an update. And again, I could have in, um, if we go to PWA update component, um, instead of just setting this dot update available equal to true, I could have just refresh the page for them right there using window.location.reload but uh, again i don't want to do that i want them to choose when they can when they're going to update it all right so we have one last thing that we're going to look at here let me close all these other files and that is um an install prompt so um i've just put some very basic styles on this it's not it's nothing um nothing pretty or anything, but I have a little button here uh, for install, uh, called PWA install button, and it's just gonna prompt the user to install the button. Um, I have it hidden, that's why it's not showing up now, um, and put it in the bottom left corner, and then just put the color, the background color to red and the color to white. Uh, Obviously not something you'd probably put in production, but just to show us. Um, And then I have um, the PWA install prompt.js, uh, file installed here um so uh it's gonna catch the um the prompt and then if uh w- when it does that it'll save the event it'll show the button and then when they click on it it's going to do this prompt so um if you see over here in the console though that uh, we were catching that um pwa install prompt um we are catching that before install prompt event that I had here. So let's go ahead and uncomment all of this out. And then again, we have to rebuild one more time and I'll tell you while it's rebuilding um, a little bit more about this. So you'll notice uh, that this is not actually in my angular application. I just put it into the assets folder um, in the scripts and then made a scripts folder that I put it in. Um, So When I was reading about this, this uh, this event um, is emitted very quickly after the page loads, and so um, when I tried to do that, uh, do all this code in an Angular component, um, by the time the Angular application loaded in the page, even though it's a pretty small one, it didn't catch the event, and so I couldn't, uh, I could never catch that um, prompt event, and I couldn't show the button because um, it had emitted before my application was loaded. So maybe if like you do server-side rendering or something, maybe um, maybe it would load fast enough that you could do it, um, or or maybe you could put um, I think I just put it in the um, I made a component and put it uh, included it in the app.component.html. Maybe you could include it somewhere else in the Angular application uh, for it to to run, and maybe you could use subjects or something like that, but Um, For this demonstration, I just put it in here. So now um, we'll go ahead and serve this one up. And the first time we refresh, it's gonna use the old information. And then when there's an update available, take just a second here, we have our our prompt to update. And now you can see um, the button is showing because um because it that event happened and so it caught it so if i click on that button then it'll show uh this prompt that the browser handles do i want to install it or not Um, i can cancel it and again i forgot to to hide the button after we would want to hide it Um, but um, you can install it um, and then it puts it in the chrome apps for you and then if i refresh the page. Now that before install prompt, um, it doesn't fire cause I've already installed it. And so, um, it doesn't need to need to run. And if I go, um, the other way you can, you can also use this install PWA app in a browser. Um, and we've already installed it, but it'll show here. Um, now I have two of them, but if I click on it, you can see it open up here. And now it's it's more like a, a native application um, than just a, a browser tab. And that's how it would show up on your phone as well. So that's, uh, that's all I have today for a dem- demonstration. Um, we'll go back to um, our slideshow here for a second. And let me change over to an application window here all right so hopefully that demo i know that um, there's a lot of building and a lot of waiting but hopefully that showed you um what it takes to to start doing uh, start developing a, a progressive web app in angular uh it's really um a lot simpler i think than it could be uh the the angular team has done a really good job at um, like I said, taking a lot of the complicated parts out of our hands. We don't have to do a lot of stuff um, that, that you would normally have to do to register a service worker or configure it or anything like that. Uh, they, they've they taken a lot of that um, and, and done it for us and done the heavy lifting for us. Um, it's really pretty easy to cache um, this uh, that list of characters we got from the API. And that could be any API that you get it from. Uh, it's pretty easy to show an update prompt. It's pretty easy to show that install prompt. And uh, so I think there's a lot of things that, um, that the Angular team really, and some of it um, is uh, like the install prompt is just um, in the browser, but they've done a lot of that heavy lifting for us. And so it's really great. I'm really excited to learn more about progressive web apps and really excited to get started um, at work at actually building a full-fledged PWA. And so I'll probably be swinging back uh, around to, to this topic on my blog a couple more times in the future. Uh, but if you are interested in, in learning more about this, um, you can go to pjlc.dev/pwas-pt1/pwas-part-one, and uh, you can read uh, a blog the blog post that I that I wrote on this. And then pwas-part-two is uh, is the second part. So again, that's pjlc.dev slash PWAS-PT1 and pjlc.dev slash PWAS-PT2. And so you can go read up a little bit more about uh, progressive web apps. It's very similar to this presentation I've given. And if you want to see the slides for the presentation, go to pjlc.dev slash ngweber slash PWAs and you can see the slides. Uh, if you have any questions, please reach out uh, to to me on Twitter at uh, web um, or you can reach out to NG at, at um, NG underscore on Twitter. Um, we'd love to, to have anybody else who would like to um, present. You're more than welcome to come on. If you um, have any questions, if you have any input, if you have uh, any clarifications, uh, that would also be great. Uh, until next time, though, um, I hope you enjoy, and I will talk to everybody uh, sometime probably in the next couple weeks. We'll have another meetup. Um, but again, I'll be available on, on social media if you would like to reach out. Uh, thanks for, for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, hit that subscribe button. Uh, let let um, your friends and, and coworkers know about it. Um, and especially if you're in the, the Weber County area um, in, in Utah, um, I'd like to, to do an in-person meetup at some point. Uh, so if you can reach out to me and let me know um, if you're interested and available, then uh, then we can coordinate that and, and get together and, and work on some of the stuff together and uh, get to know each other. So thank you very much. And I will talk to you all soon.